Good morning, church. Boy, I tell you, this uh, storm is going too long for me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for it to be over and all of us be together and uh, being able to just love on one another and see each other's faces. I just can't imagine what joy it's going to be when we see our Savior. You know, right now we don't see him, but we know him personally. And um, that's the way it is for us right now. We don't get to see each other, but we know we're there for one another. I know our Bible studies through the week is amazing. Like, you cannot kill the church. And it's just amazing how that connection is still there. It's vibrant. It's alive. And I just rejoice in that. Today, we're going to sing songs about the water, the storm, uh, Jesus, <laughs> just all those things that um, might be going on in our life, but yet He alone is our rock. He's our cornerstone. He is everything to us. He is the one that keeps us together in these times and helps us ride those rough waves, and we're so grateful. And I'm praying you'll be blessed today as you sing, sing to the Lord and um, delight in Him and love Him. We love you and enjoy. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. You are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence you won't let go. In the questions your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. You are
mountains shake and crumble. At your name, the oceans roar and tumble. Thank you, worship team. Now, today we have a special guest speaker, 
His name is Taki. Taki is um, from Greece. He came to America. He got connected with this uh, ministry here, Somos Community Church, was saved, baptized, married here, um, was ordained, and then sent back to Greece to his home country to share the good news, Jesus saves. We're so happy to have Taki uh, with us today to give us um, God's Word. Taki's going to be preaching from Mark chapter 4, if you'd like to turn to Mark chapter 4. And such a timely message that he's given us. That Jesus is in the boat in the midst of a storm, and the, di- and the, excuse me, the disciples are afraid and fearful. And so God gives us some encouraging words through this wonderful story about Jesus in the midst of a storm. So if you are in the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 4. So uh, blessed to have the Word of God also. And uh, the Lord starts and he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, in his teaching, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower out of the sow. And he goes on to give the parable of the sower. The first uh, 32 verses, he goes on to the parable of, uh, the, of the sower, and then he tells us how to not to hide the candle under the bushel and we need to be the light in the world. And also how a man sows a seed and the seed grows on itself. It's something that we we cannot do. We give the gospel and it grows on its own. And the mustard seed also that grows to, the, to a tree. And uh, tonight I don't want to spend so much time in these parables, but they are important in what's happening right after these parables. Uh, The main thing is that people did not understand. In verse 12, he says, uh, in verse 11, he says, He said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. It's kind of ironic talk here of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, guys, you Pharisees don't believe just in case you get saved. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an ironic saying from the Lord here. But it goes on to explain to his disciples these parables. And when we come down, to verse 33, I would like to see that verse 33. And with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were all alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Now, why would he do that to the Pharisees? I mean, the Pharisees need to get saved either way. Of course, the Lord knows the hearts of the people. 
And the Lord knows how hardened the hearts of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin, the, the council, were because they were so entrenched into their uh, doctrines, into uh, uh, into their laws and to their teachings. The Talmud, as uh, for hundreds of years before the Lord uh, came to earth, uh, they had made up these laws. And we know in the Old Testament, in the in the book of Moses, in the Pentateuch, Pendatevko, by the way, yeah, for those of you that uh, do not know, Pendatevko is the five books, all right? It comes from the Greek. Well, you know, anyway, everything comes from the Greeks. But uh, but these Pharisees, these Pharisees uh, did not want to hear. And the Lord knew that they were not caring. That's why I think he used parables, because in a parable, they had to use their brain. You see, all they learned for hundreds of years before the Lord came, uh, it was just to learn the law and to learn how to to um, to recite scripture. And they put music to scripture in order to remember it and recite it. But that that's not bad, of course, by itself. But it became such a rigid thing. It was just a. Uh, it is just. Uh, sound without any meaning. They did not mean that in their hearts. And uh, they just recited the law. They just recited all these laws. The Lord gave 613 laws in the Pentateuch. Uh, and they, by the time the Lord came to the earth here in his own, uh, they had added over 6,000 laws. So it's not that the Lord does not want them to get saved, but he knows how rigid they are in their hearts. So he speaks to them, them in parables, which is something that they have not used. When a teacher would come around, when a rabbi would show up and it was be a teacher of teachers and so on, like Nicodemus and all, all these other uh, people, uh, they were uh, uh, they were praised because they were able to quote such a length of scripture by heart. So to think out of the box, it was something new. And the Lord just really threw a curveball, as you guys say there in Canada and America. I don't know if you play baseball there, but uh, I've learned this expression in the Americas. So he really put him in for a spin by giving them these parables. Uh, which that's another Greek word, paravoli. Okay, so uh, in verse 35, after he taught them all day by the seashore. Now, in the morning, in the morning of this day, let me remind you what happened uh, in chapter 3, in Mark chapter 3. This is in Mark chapter 3, and in, in the Gospel of Matthew. He gives more detail is when Jesus uh, taught in the house and the people came and the Pharisees thought he was nuts. He was crazy and all that. And then his mother and his brethren came to seek him. And he says, who is my mother and my brethren? Those that do the will of my father are my brother and my sister and my mother. So uh, this is a full day of teaching. His disciples were there to hear it. They were there when they were in the house. After that, in the afternoon, uh, 
and he went to the seaside. He left the house. He went to the seaside. He got in a boat and all the people at the seashore. And he was he used the, the boat as a podium or uh, and he was able to preach to them. And it was a full day of preaching and teaching. And in verse 35, he says, and the same day when the even was come, the same day, full of preaching and teaching all day long, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Man, I, I like this uh, expression. <sighs> Why? I mean, there's so many things. And of course, the Lord here is telling them, we're going to go across. We're going to go to the other side. And of course, it's dark. It's even. It's evening. It's becoming dark. And uh, it's dangerous. Now we're going to go out in the dark. Of course, the fishermen knew how to fish and they knew the lake and, and the sea and everything. Uh, so it wasn't something new for Peter and, and John and, and James and Andrew. They were all fishermen. And I'm sure they were fishing at night many times. As uh, Peter said to the Lord, Lord, I was, I was fishing all night long and I didn't catch anything. So we know they know the, they, know, uh, they see by night. But he gives him a promise with this. He says, let us pass over unto the other side. So let us go. So the Lord says, we're going to go across on the other side. And uh, I take that personally in a way the Lord has taught us all these things, has brought us to the end of life. And he says, now let's go across. Of course, in the Bible uh, or in our poetry or in our hymnals, uh, in the Christian hymnals and poetry, we uh, depict death as Jordan, the cold Jordan. And crossing the Jordan River is going to the promised land in heaven. And but to me on this, uh, on this story here, the Lord has taught everything. And you know what I think is going to happen? It's going to put him to the test. I taught you not only this day, but all these other days and all this time that the Lord is with him. And all these Pharisees come after him today. And he turns them away. He turns religion away. His, his mother and his brethren come. He turns his family away. All these people follow him and everything and want to give him praise. He turns them away and tells his disciples, come, let's get in the boat and let's go across. Let's go to the other side. The Lord has a test here. You know what it, it shows me? They have been taught. They have been taught things that the teachers of Israel could not understand. Jesus opened their eyes because he, we read earlier that he explained to them on the side. He took them by the side and he explained to them everything that he said in the parables. Anything that the Pharisees could not under, understand. Anything that the Pharisees could not see. They had eyes and they couldn't see. As he said in verse 12, I read it again. That seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing, they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. 
So the the disciples of the Lord were given a special interpretation of the parables that he spoke to the others that others could not understand. These are teachers of Israel. They could not understand because they did not want to understand. Fishermen, farmers, tax collectors, they were taught the mysteries of the kingdom that not even the prophets were able to understand. In verse 11, he says, and he said unto them, unto you it is given, it is given unto you to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Listen, if you're a child of God, if you're born again and you're sealed by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and, and, and you have the Spirit of God, now you are able to be able to understand. You're, God has given you the ability to understand the Scriptures. God has placed teachers like your pastor or other the people that have come before and learned people that they have understood the the things of the kingdom, the secrets, the secrets, the mystery of the kingdom of God is given unto you to understand. Man, we are given this thing, this great gift by Jesus Christ. We have the parables interpreted to us. The Pharisees that turned away and they walked away, they didn't read the gospel. We read it 2,000 years later. 2,000 years later, we can sit here and read the explanation of these parables that those people back then, the teachers of Israel, could not understand because they were not willing. And here we are. A young boy from a small Greek island to get saved and to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God and to be able to understand the whole plan of God of salvation from the ages in the past and see all that. And there's still people around me, my teachers in the Orthodox Church, the, 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 the high priests and the, these people that are supposed to be in the, and they are in the offices of the Greek Orthodox Church and they have no idea what the Bible says. And God has given me a glimpse, I would say, from understanding his word, at least on salvation. And many other things, of course, many other things, and eschatology and creation, everything. And and just, they cannot see it. God has given us this great gift. But listen, authority comes with responsibility. And there's no battle won without uh there's no victory, actually. I would say there's no victory without any battles, without any wars. So these disciples were taught. They were given things to understand that the teachers and leaders of Israel could not understand. And this is the time of the test. I've taught you all this time. I've taught you all day long. I've given you the explanations. I've given you the answers in the quizzes. But it's not just to learn things with God. You see, just to get Bible knowledge, it will not suffice. That's not what God wants us to get Bible knowledge. Our, what God wants us is to practice what we know. It's better to know five things and practice them than to know a thousand things and practice only five. 
God wants us to walk the life of a Christian. Not just to say it, not just to speak it, not just to talk the talk, but to walk the walk. So here it is. The evening has come of the same day. They were taught all day long. He gives them all this information. He gives them the blessing to understand things of the kingdom to these fishermen, to these farmers, to, the, to these tax collectors, to these people that had no, no idea and understanding of God's plans. And yet Jesus explained these things. And now is the time to the test to put in action the things they have been taught. And I believe there's times in our lives that God allows something tragic to happen to put us to the test, to prove first to ourselves, second to the world, third to him because he knows the hearts already. That we do live what we believe. Times such this coronavirus, this whole thing that has come upon us. I don't know. What, I'm not going to get into detail if it's real or fake or who did it and what. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we're living in a situation that the governments have control over the people, uh, total control over people, and all this. And. Uh, We are being tested. There's personal times that one of us will be tested. Some of you in the church, from what I heard, Pastor told me uh, that uh, some have come down with the coronavirus. I don't know if they're going to be serious, if they're going to pass it on to glory or what's going to happen. Some of them are tested in a special way. Others are tested less. Or, But there's times that all of us are tested. And uh, they get in the boat. And verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were, were also with him other little ships. I'm going to talk about these little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder parts of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they wake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? There's a great victory over the elements of this earth. The elements of nature. Last night I was talking with uh, the boys here. And I was playing the uh, atheistic scientist. And I was putting them to the. I was pressing them to the corner. To see how far. The, how much they understand. What they what they say they, they believe. 
and they keep going to the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. And that was true, of course. And then I, I really got them in a real corner. Of course, they're not able to answer all these questions. But I tell them, kids, I want you to remember, the science changes every two, three years. Science has never been the same. That's why we need to rewrite science books at school every year, New Year, every time. Science is not solid. It's liquid. And it's not full knowledge. Some of it is not real science, like the Big Bang and all these things. There was nobody there to sit down and watch it and uh, write it down. But Jesus defies all science. He defied here the elements of weather. He's above them. He created them. He defied time when he made water into wine instantly because the vine takes about a year to get the, the, the branches on and to get the leaves and to get all these little branches grow and to get all these little uh, seedlings on and become a grape and then finally squeeze it and make it wine. It didn't take him a year. It took me took him seconds, milliseconds. He defies gravity. He walked on water. He defied time and space when he healed the centurion's son. He defies death. That's why we believe in him. What manner of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. And for us, that we know the rest of the story, what kind of man is this that he can raise the dead from dead, four days dead? Lazarus was stinking in the grave. There was no tricks there. What kind of man is this? How great is our God? How great is our Lord Jesus Christ? And here's the test. Guys, I taught you all days. I put the Pharisees away and religion away, and I cling to you. I put my mother and my brothers away, and I cling to you, and I call you my family. You think I don't care about you? You don't, You think at this time that the storm is here and I, I'm asleep, that my eye is not on you? Why are you fearful? Didn't you believe the things that I said earlier about you? Didn't you believe that I revealed to you in another place? He says, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends because the servant doesn't know what the master do. But I have revealed everything to you. Of course, then they're still before the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord. They don't have the whole story. We have it. And we can play smart. But you know what? We have no excuse. They had an excuse. We have no excuse because we know the Lord was raised from the dead on the third day. We know his powers. We know who he is. We know what he can do. And another gospel says at the same time they were at the destination that where we're going. I think this is another uh, another time when Jesus was walking and he got in the boat. I'm, I'm mixing these two. No, just keep, keep in mind what I just said. He's getting up and he puts the forces at ease. 
if you are in the ship with Jesus, in the ship of life, and there's many songs, I'm sure in English and in Canada and, and in different parts of the world, in Greece they are, that depict life as a great sea. It's a song. It's a Greek song that says that life is a, it's a great sea and we are captains on a boat. But listen, the real captain is Jesus. If Jesus is on your boat, you are safe. But you must believe his words. You must believe his promises to you. You must believe that he cares for you. You must believe that he loves you. He sees you as family. He sees you as his own. And we must put to practice the things that we are learned from the word of God. And there's times in life that we might not be in the boat in the middle of a lake or in the sea and be toasted here and there, but there's going to be storms in life that are going to hit our doors and our lives. You must remember what he said. You must remember his promises because that is the time of your testing. That is the time of my testing. If Jesus is on the ship, you have nothing to worry You see, on this great life, sea of life, everybody's getting their own little boat. Remember when I read earlier, when they start going across, and he told them, let's get across. And, uh, and the many, many took uh, their own boats. I don't remember what verse it was there. Uh, And when he was alone with him, but 12 with parable, no, later on in verse, ah, sorry, in verse, um, in verse 36, in verse 36, chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. In other words, they didn't make any preparations for them to go. They took him just like he was there. He was on the boat. They got on the boat. He took him and started going across. And there were also with him other little ships. You see, in this great sea of life, people start traveling and people taking any boats. They get their rafts. They build little tiny boats. They get all these kinds of things that they, 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 they grab on a piece of wood, whatever they can to float, to go to the other side. Jesus said, let's go on to the other side. And it's a promise that no matter what happens in the storms of life, in the sea of life, you will end up on the other side because I am on the boat. But we don't know what all these other little boats, all these other little ships happen. We don't know if they get lost. We don't know if they're drowned. But they try to follow. You see, people try to get to heaven in their own way, with their own little raft, with a little, little canoe, with a little... Uh, Uh, arms, you know, they, they blow up the little arms and they go in the sea. Unless you are in the boat with Jesus, you will sink. And if you are in the boat with Jesus, why are you afraid? It is certain that you'll get on the other side. It is certain That the Lord cares for you. Lord. Don't you care. 
Don't you care? We're going to drown. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why don't you have faith? What have I taught you all this time? What do you know about me? What do you know about the Lord? What do you know about his promises to you? Believe them. The times of storm come. If you are in the ship with Jesus, you have no reason to be afraid when waves and the storms of life come because he gave you a promise to go one to the other side. Όταν ημέρες σκοτεινές, when the days are dark, I'll still sing, θα ψάλω δόξα στο Θεό. Θα ψάλω δόξα στον Θεό. Θα ψάλω δόξα στον Θεό. Ακόμα, even when everything looks look like it's going to be lost. We have the promise. Child of God, it's time to put in action the things that you say you believe. Live what you believe. It is time for your faith in Jesus Christ, in whom you say you believe, to be activated. It is time to live a victorious life with your trust in him. It is time for you to be the light to those around you and to encourage them. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I would liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Jesus was the rock, but also his truth is the rock. Because if you hear my words and you practice them, you have built on a rock. You will not go down. I'm on the boat. You will not sink. I don't know all these little other ships. All these little rafts and all these little boats and floaties that are going around. I wouldn't know what happened to them. Jesus said, if you hear my words and do them, you're on a rock. You don't have to worry about it. You will sink. Your house of faith will be destroyed if you do not practice what you believe. And we're not talking about being good and doing good. I'm talking about trusting the Lord and his promises. I will not leave you, not forsake you. Even at the, and lo, I'm with you always into the end of the earth, the world. He's there with us till the end of time. We know we have the Aravonas to Pnevmatos. We have uh, the, uh, what is it called? Aravonas, uh, the engagement of the spirit. But there's another word. Uh, forgive me. I haven't preached in English for, for a while. Uh, but we have the earnest of the spirit. It's the engagement. We are engaged with him. We are his. We belong to him. And if there's somebody there today that you just tuned in and listening to what we're, what's going on here, I just want to encourage you. Why are you still in doubt? What are you waiting for? Like the Pharisees, like the multitudes in unbelief. Why do you stand there in unbelief? I will encourage you to desert your means of transport, your raft, your boat, your ship, and come to the ship with Jesus in it. If, of course, you want to survive the storm. If you want to come to the other side to reach the golden shore and live eternally 
with God. If there's anyone there today that is not sure, you're not in the boat with Christ, you're in a little raft trying to make it on your own, please desert, leave that up. Get on the boat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. There's a song, an old song with Jesus. And uh, we have nothing to be afraid of what's going around us. I know the governments, and I know the government is going to start uh, tightening up all their their claws on us and, and, and their tongues on us. And they're going to squeeze us. They're going to try to squeeze us. But listen, we have nothing to worry. We're not waiting for the Antichrist. We're looking forward for Christ. And we're looking forward for the rapture. The Lord is coming soon. And, and, and let's, you know, don't get busy with trying to fight the governments. Don't, don't waste your time. Go out and give the gospel. We're not going to change this world. This world's going to down, go down. They, they want to take the, I know they, in Canada, they just passed a law. They want to take the guns away. I know in America, they're trying to do this years now. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't see anybody in the New Testament, no apostle. Neither the Lord himself worry about the, what the governments do. He, he defied the IRS. He told Peter, go get a fish. And get the money out and pay for you and me for the tax. So what are you worrying about? There's nothing. To, we, we've got a God that can do anything. He made the universe, man. He defies death. He forgives sin. He is alive. So do not be afraid. Do not waste your time and your energy on fighting these governments. Soon they will be over. Because there's going to be a king. Coming to establish his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. And that kingdom will we be with him and we will be serving with him and ruling with him there. So let us look forward to our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. And uh, it has been a great night tonight. It's been a great uh, uh Evening. I don't know if you guys had fun. We had fun here, even uh, with the music, but also uh, through the word of God, just seeing the Lord, the calmness and the power of the Lord over these things of life that uh, so many times we're afraid of. It's nothing for the Lord to calm the waves of the storm of your heart and or your mind and your life. It's nothing for the Lord. Cry out to the Lord, Lord. Won't you care for me? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Soter, Soter, Jesu Christe, San Galiston Cosmonolo, Calese, Kemen. I'm going to talk about these little ships. 
And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder parts of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they wake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? It's a great victory over the elements of this earth. The elements of nature. Last night I was talking with uh, the boys here. And I was playing the uh, atheistic scientist. And I was putting them to the, I was pressing them to the corner to see how far, the, how much they understand what they, what they say they, they believe. And they keep going to the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. And that was true, of course. And then I, I really got them in a real corner. Of course, they're not able to answer all these questions. But I tell them, kids, I want you to remember, the science changes every two, three years. Science has never been the same. That's why we need to rewrite science books at school every year, New Year, every time. Science is not solid. It's liquid. And it's not full knowledge. Some of it is not real science, like the Big Bang and all these things. There was nobody there to sit down and watch it and uh, write it down. But Jesus defies all science. He defied here the elements of weather. He's above them. He created them. He defied time when he made water into wine instantly because the vine takes about a year to get the, the, the branches on and to get the leaves and to get all these little branches grow and to get all these little uh, seedlings on and become a grape and then finally squeeze it and make it wine. It didn't take him a year. It took, me, took him seconds, milliseconds. He defies gravity. He walked on water. He defied time and space when he healed the centurion's son. He defies death. That's why we believe in him. What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. And for us that we know the rest of the story. What kind of man is this? That he can raise the dead from dead, four days dead. Lazarus was stinking in the grave. There was no tricks there. What kind of man is this? How great is our God. How great is our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the test. Guys, I taught you all days. I put the Pharisees away and religion away, and I cling to you. I put my mother and my brothers away, and I cling to you, and I call you my family. You think I don't care about you? 
You know, you think at this time that the storm is here and I, I'm asleep, that my eye is not on you? Why are you fearful? Didn't you believe the things that I said earlier about you? Didn't you believe that I revealed to you in another place? He says, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends because the servant doesn't know what the master do. But I have revealed everything to you. Of course, then they're still before the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord. They don't have the whole story. We have it and we can play smart. But you know what? We have no excuse. They had an excuse. We have no excuse because we know the Lord was raised from the dead on the third day. We know his powers. We know who he is. We know what he can do. In another gospel says at the same time they were at the destination that where we're going. I think this is another uh, another time when Jesus was walking and he got in the boat. I'm, I'm mixing these two. No, just keep, keep in mind what I just said. He's getting up and he puts the forces at ease. If you are in the ship with Jesus, in the ship of life, and there's many songs... I'm sure in English and in Canada and, and in different parts of the world, in Greece they are, that depict life as a great sea. It's a song. It's a Greek song that says that life is a, it's a great sea and we are captains on a boat. But listen, the real captain is Jesus. If Jesus is on your boat. You are safe. But you must believe his words. You must believe his promises to you. You must believe that he cares for you. You must believe that he loves you. He sees you as family. He sees you as his own. And we must put to practice the things that we are learned from the word of God. And there's times in life that we might not be in the boat in the middle of a lake or in the sea and be toasted here and there, but there's going to be storms in life that are going to hit our doors and our lives. You must remember what he said. You must remember his promises because that is the time of your testing. That is the time of my testing. If Jesus is on the ship, you have nothing to worry. You see, on this great life, sea of life, everybody's getting their own little boat. Remember when I read earlier, when they start going across, and he told them, let's get across. And uh, and the many, many took uh, their own boats. I don't remember what verse it was there. Uh, and when he was alone with him, but 12 with parable, oh, no, later on in verse, ah, sorry, in verse, um, in verse 36, in verse 36, chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. 
Uh, in other words, they didn't make any preparations for them to go. They took him just like he was there. He was on the boat. They got on the boat. He took him and started going across. And there were also with him other little ships. You see, in this great sea of life, people start traveling and people taking any boats. They get their rafts. They build little tiny boats. They get all these kinds of things that they, 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 they grab on a piece of wood, whatever they can to float. To go to the other side. Jesus said, let's go on to the other side. And it's a promise that no matter what happens in the storms of life, in the sea of life, you will end up on the other side because I am on the boat. But we don't know what all these other little boats, all these other little ships happen. We don't know if they get lost. We don't know if they're drowned. But they tried to follow. You see, people tried to get to heaven in the wrong way with their own little raft, with a little, little canoe, with a little... Uh, uh, arms, you know, they, they blow up the little arms and they go in the sea. Unless you are in the boat with Jesus, you will sink. And if you are in the boat with Jesus, why are you afraid? It is certain that you'll get on the other side. It is certain that the Lord cares for you. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care we're going to drown? And he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why don't you have faith? What have I taught you all this time? What do you know about me? What do you know about the Lord? What do you know about his promises to you? Believe them. The times of storm come. If you are in the ship with Jesus, you have no reason to be afraid when waves and the storms of life come because he gave you a promise to go on to the other side. When the days are dark, I still sing, Tapsalo doxas to Theo. Tapsalo doxas to Theo. Tapsalo doxas to Theo. Akoma, even when everything looks look like it's going to be lost. We have the promise. Child of God, it's time to put in action the things that you say you believe. Live what you believe. It is time for your faith in Jesus Christ, in whom you say you believe, to be activated. It is time to live a victorious life with your trust in him. It is time for you to be the light to those around you and to encourage them. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I would liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Jesus was the rock, but also his truth is the rock. Because if you hear my words and you practice them, you have built on a rock. You will not go down. I'm on the boat. You will not sink. I don't know all these little other ships. All these little rafts and all these little boats and floaties that are going around. I wouldn't know what happened to them. Jesus said, if you hear my words and do them, you are on a rock. You don't have to worry about it.
you will sink. Your house of faith will be destroyed if you do not practice what you believe. And we're not talking about being good and doing good. I'm talking about trusting the Lord in his promises. I will not leave you, not forsake you. Even at the, and long with you always into the end of the earth, the world. He's there with us till the end of time. We know we have the Aravonas to Pnevmatos. We have uh, the, uh, what is it called, Aravonas, uh, the engagement of the spirit. But there's another word. Uh, forgive me. I haven't preached in English for, for a while. Uh, but we have the earnest of the spirit. It's the engagement. We are engaged with him. We are his. We belong to him. And if there's somebody there today that you just tuned in and listening to what we're, what's going on here, I just want to encourage you. Why are you still in doubt? What are you waiting for? Like the Pharisees, like the multitudes in unbelief. Why do you stand there in unbelief? I will encourage you to desert your means of transport, your raft, your boat, your ship, and come to the ship with Jesus in it. If, of course, you want to survive the storm. If you want to come to the other side to reach the golden shore and live eternally with God. If there's anyone there today that is not sure, you're not in the boat with Christ, you're in a little raft trying to make it on your own, please desert. Leave that up. Get on the boat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. There's a song, an old song with Jesus. And uh, we have nothing to be afraid of what's going around us. I know the governments, and I know the government is going to start uh, tighten up all their their claws on us and, and, and their tongues on us and they're going to squeeze us that's going to try to squeeze us but listen we have nothing to worry we're not waiting for the antichrist we're looking forward for Christ and we're looking forward for the rapture the Lord is coming soon and, and let's you know don't get busy with trying to fight the governments don't, don't waste your time go out and give the gospel we're not going to change this world. This world's going to down, go down. They they want to take the. I know they in Canada they just passed a law. They want to take the guns away. I know in America they're trying to do this years now, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't see anybody in the New Testament. No apostle. Neither the Lord Himself worry about the, what the governments do. He he defied the IRS. He told Peter, "Go get a fish." And get the money out and pay for you and me for the tax. So what are you worrying about? There's nothing. We've got a God that can do anything. He made the universe, man. He defies death. He forgives sin. He is alive. So do not be afraid. Do not waste your time and your energy on fighting these governments. Soon they will be over. Because there's going to be a king coming to establish his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. And that kingdom will be with him and we will be serving with him and ruling with him there. So 
Let us look forward to our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. And uh, it has been a great night tonight. It's been a great uh, uh, evening. I don't know if you guys had fun. We had fun here, even uh, with the music, but also uh, through the word of God, just seeing the Lord, the calmness and the power of the Lord over these things of life that uh, so many times we're afraid of. It's nothing for the Lord to calm the waves of the storm of your heart and or your mind and your life. It's nothing for the Lord. Cry out to the Lord, Lord. Won't you care for me? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Soter, soter, Jesu Christe, Sancta Liston Cosmono. You see, people tried to get to heaven in their own way, with their own little raft, with a little, little canoe, with a little uh, uh, arms, you know, they, they blow up the little arms and they go in the sea. Unless you are in the boat with Jesus, you will sink. And if you are in the boat with Jesus, why are you afraid? It is certain that you'll get on the other side. It is certain that the Lord cares for you. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care we're going to drown? And he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why don't you have faith? What have I taught you all this time? What do you know about me? What do you know about the Lord? What do you know about his promises to you? Believe them. The times of storm come. If you are in the ship with Jesus, you have no reason to be afraid. When waves and the storms of life come, because he gave you a promise to go one to the other side. When the days are dark, I'll still sing, Tapsalo Doxasto Theo. Tapsalo Doxasto Theo. Tapsalo Doxasto Theo. Akoma, even when everything looks look like it's going to be lost. We have the promise. Child of God, it's time to put in action the things that you say you believe. Live what you believe. It is time for your faith in Jesus Christ, in whom you say you believe, to be activated. It is time to live a victorious life with your trust in him. It is time for you to be the light to those around you and to encourage them. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, he says, 
Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I would liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Jesus was the rock, but also his truth is the rock. Because if you hear my words and you practice them, you have built on a rock. You will not go down. I'm on the boat. You will not sink. I don't know all these little other ships. All these little rafts and all these little boats and floaties that are going around. I want to know what happened to them. Jesus said, if you hear my words and do them, you are on a rock. You don't have to worry about it. You will sink. Your house of faith will be destroyed if you do not practice what you believe. And we're not talking about being good and doing good. I'm talking about trusting the Lord and his promises. I will not leave you, not forsake you. Even at the, and lo, I'm with you always even to the end of the earth, the world. He's there with us till the end of time. We know we have the Aravonas to Pnevmatos. We have uh, the, uh, what is it called, Aravonas, uh, the engagement of the spirit. But there's another word. Uh, forgive me. I haven't preached in English for, for a while. Uh, but we have the earnest of the spirit. It's the engagement. We are engaged with him. We are his. We belong to him. And if there's somebody there today that, you just tuned in and listening to what we're what's going on here. I just want to encourage you. Why are you still in doubt? What are you waiting for? Like the Pharisees, like the multitudes in unbelief. Why do you stand there in unbelief? I will encourage you to desert your means of transport, your raft, your boat, your ship, and come to the ship with Jesus in it. If, of course, you want to survive the storm. If you want to come to the other side. To reach the golden shore. And live eternally with God. If there's anyone there today that is not sure. You're not in the boat with Christ. You're in a little raft trying to make it on your own. Please desert. Leave that up. Get on the boat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. There's a song, an old song with Jesus. And uh, we have nothing to be afraid of what's going around us. I know the governments, and I know the government is going to start uh, tightening up all their their claws on us and, and, and their tongues on us. And they're going to squeeze us. They're going to try to squeeze us. But listen, we have nothing to worry we're not waiting for the Antichrist. We're looking forward for Christ. And we're looking forward for the rapture. The Lord is coming soon. And, and let's, you know, don't get busy with trying to fight the governments. Don't, don't waste your time. Go out and give the gospel. We're not going to change this world. This world's going to down, go down. They, they want to take the, I know they, in Canada, they just passed a law. They want to take the guns away. I know in America, they're trying to do this years now. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't see anybody in the New Testament, no apostle. Neither the Lord himself worry about the, what the governments do. He, he defied the IRS. He told Peter, go get a fish. 
and get the money out and pay for you and me for the tax. So what are you worrying about? There's nothing. We've we got a God that can do anything. He made the universe, man. He defies death. He forgives sin. He is alive. So do not be afraid. Do not waste your time and your energy on fighting these governments. Soon they will be over. Because there's going to be a king coming to establish his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. And that kingdom will we be with him and we will be serving with him and ruling with him there. So let us look forward to our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. And uh, he has been a great night tonight. It's been a great uh, uh, evening. I don't know if you guys had fun. We had fun here, even uh, with the music, but also uh, through the word of God, just seeing the Lord, the calmness and the power of the Lord over these things of life that uh, so many times we're afraid of. It's nothing for the Lord to calm the waves of the storm of your heart and or your mind and your life. It's nothing for the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Lord. Won't you care for me? Savior. Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling. Do. Pass me by, Soter, Soter, Jesu Christe, San Galiston Cosmonolo, Calese. I will encourage you to desert your means of transport, your raft, your boat, your ship, and come to the ship with Jesus in it. If, of course, you want to survive the storm. If you want to come to the other side to reach the golden shore and live eternally with God. If there's anyone there today that is not sure, you're not in the boat with Christ, you're in a little raft trying to make it on your own, please desert. Leave that up. Get on the boat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. There's a song, an old song with Jesus. And uh, we have nothing to be afraid of what's going around us. I know the governments, and I know the government is going to start uh, tighten up all their their claws on us and, and, and their tongues on us and they're going to squeeze us that's going to try to squeeze us but listen we have nothing to worry we're not waiting for the antichrist we're looking forward for Christ and we're looking forward for the rapture the Lord is coming soon and, and, and let's you know don't get busy with trying to fight the governments don't, don't waste your time go out and give the gospel 
we're not going to change this world. This world's going to down, go down. They they want to take the. I know they in Canada they just passed a law. They want to take the guns away. I know in America they're trying to do this years now, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't see anybody in the New Testament, no apostle, neither the Lord Himself worry about the, what the governments do. He he defied the IRS. He told Peter, "Go get a fish." And get the money out and pay for you and me for the tax. So what are you worrying about? There's nothing. To, we we got a God that can do anything. He made the universe, man. He defies death. He forgives sin. He is alive. So do not be afraid. Do not waste your time and your energy on fighting these governments. Soon they will be over. Because there's going to be a king. Coming to establish his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. And that kingdom will we be with him and we will be serving with him and ruling with him there. So let us look forward to our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. And uh, it has been a great night tonight. It's been a great uh, uh Evening. I don't know if you guys had fun. We had fun here, even uh, with the music, but also uh, through the word of God, just seeing the Lord, the calmness and the power of the Lord over these things of life that uh, so many times we're afraid of. It's nothing for the Lord to calm the waves of the storm of your heart and or your mind and your life. It's nothing for the Lord. Cry out to the Lord, Lord. Won't you care for me? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. So He forgives sin, he is alive. So do not be afraid. Do not waste your time and your energy on fighting these governments. Soon they will be over because there's going to be a king coming to establish his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. And that kingdom will we be with him and we will be serving with him and ruling with him there. So let us look forward to our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. And uh, it has been a great night tonight. It's been a great uh, uh, evening. I don't know if you guys had fun. We had fun here, even uh, with the music, but also uh, through the word of God, just seeing the Lord, the calmness and the power of the Lord over these things of life that uh, so many times we're afraid of. 
It's nothing for the Lord to calm the waves of the storm of your heart and or your mind and your life. It's nothing for the Lord. Cry out to the Lord, Lord. Won't you care for me? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we might be in a storm or we're getting ready to go into a storm. Whatever the case may be, God, we know that you have hope for us. You have answers, uh, even lessons to be learned through the storms. Father, just open our hearts and our ears that we may listen to what God wants to tell us today through Taki's message. And Father, we're so grateful to partner with Taki and taking the gospel to those wonderful people there in Greece. And God, we just continue to bless Taki, encourage him, supply his needs, give him help, strength, whatever he may need to, to, to continue the ministry there in Greece. We thank you for Jesus Christ and what you mean to us. In Christ's name, amen. Took off.